mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. As the creators of Clean Beauty, Bare Minerals is driven by a philosophy that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. That's why their best-selling original foundation is made with only five ingredients, all minerals. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. Upgrade to Clean Beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code CHALLENGED. Bare Minerals, the power of good. Hey guys, it's Candace and Kayla. And guess what? We're directionally challenged. Uh, we thought we'd have everything in the entire universe figured out by now. We did and we don't. We just don't at all. And that's okay. That it is really is okay. Really okay. I think it's absolutely fine. So we have a really exciting guest on today. Her name is Lisa Evans and she is a Hollywood costume designer and private stylist. Oh, you guys might have seen her work in a few uh, tiny little movies like, I don't know, I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer, Zoolander 2, Trainwreck, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Bridesmaids. And let's not forget our all-time favorite movie that was one of her beginning jobs, Clueless. I mean, the dream. 
She also has um, a movie out now on Netflix called Always Be My Maybe, which it, I think you've seen. It's so good. <laughs> Watch it now. It's so wonderful. We're going to talk about clothes. We're going to talk about why we wear the clothes we wear, how we can dress better for our, our confidence. Yeah, we're going to reframe our mindset when it comes to fashion. And um, I know she's worked with a ton of really powerful women. She even has a clothing line with Amy Schumer. Yes. Which you guys might have heard of. It's called Le Cloud. And, um, they also, 30% of the proceeds from that go to Style Fund, which is a really cool organization that helps empower women and... Um, that Lisa and Amy started. Yes. Yeah, so they're they're just a force to be reckoned with. Dream team. <laughs> so I think we should just jump right into the... Con- no, you're not getting out of this one, Kayla. Dang it. You're not getting out of this one. Kayla, I'm just going to rat you out because this is the third time within three minutes, you've said, let's just jump into the interview <laughs> because this is a sore subject for you. And I will tell you why. Because this is the one thing that is just, I'm going to tell you listeners. Debilitating for me. Debilitating for Kayla. Getting dressed to go out of the house is a thing. It's the only time I've seen you cry, like sweat. It's weird. Um, Your face gets red. I really have a problem with this. And that's why I'm so happy we have her on because it is something that... I can get so worked up about that then I can't even become productive at all. And then I just want to not go to the event we're going to. And I just want to stay home and I want to be in my sweatpants and hide away from the world. And as someone who calls you Victoria's Secret model all the time, I call you that all the time because I truly think you, I'm like, you're crazy. You look like a Victoria's Secret model. And I also don't want to throw those feelings of yours away, though, because they're they're real. I've seen them physically manifest like in the way you stand in your face, like you, you won't even, it's like your smile is a different smile. It's not, it's not your smile anymore because you don't feel good about yourself. And it becomes so much of your self-worth is wrapped up in, in an outfit you're about to wear. Now, did this start when you were younger? Because since I've known you, it's kind of been a thing. Yeah. So I think it's more of a public eye thing because since you've known me, we were on a show together and it was a show that was pretty um, successful. And so I think it's more of a um, issue when I know other people are going to judge me for what I'm wearing and not necessarily uh, if I'm coming over to your house just to watch The Bachelor, I'm it's fine. It's not a panicky moment. But I think also um, it's just as so much as uh, if I feel good in my outfit, it's a confidence thing. And then I feel like I can be my best self. And we talk so much about that. It just changes your mentality. And you're right. It's so debilitating. I'm kind of embarrassed at how much it affects me. And there have been so many moments when Candace has come over to the house and my husband will open the door and be like, she's having a moment. And Candace just knows she goes straight to my room and she's like, all right. And you, what, one thing I love about you so much is you just take charge. You're like, okay, put this with this, with this. All right, we're leaving. And it's so, it's just, I guess the essence of a true friend, because you just know that I don't even, there's nothing I can do at that point. And I just need you. But it's interesting. I can physically see it because you'll, you'll put something on and you'll be tugging at your body and you'll be tugging at the clothes and you'll be like messing with your makeup and then you'll put something else on and you'll just breathe mm-hmm. and you're like, or is this the better option? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll, and I'll say, why wouldn't you wear that? And you're like, well, the other one is more trendy or, you know, I feel like maybe this is the cooler, more expensive outfit. And yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, no, you're comfortable. You look amazing. Like, 
We're going. This, we're going. Am You're I alone breathing. in this, guys? Anyone <laughs> listening to this experience this as well? Please let me know. You are not alone. <laughs> and that's why we have an entire episode dedicated to just this. So guys, stick around. We have Lisa Evans coming up next. And we are here with Lisa Evans. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. All the way from Laguna Beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. How was the drive? Did you have snacks? Um, drive wasn't so bad. Did you get my water bottle? Didn't get lost. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Um, we love clothes. We talk (laughs) about clothes in our personal life all the time. Um, and in my opinion, like your childhood seems pretty awesome. I mean, okay. So to, to be honest, you grew up around the fashion industry. Your mom was a coacher designer, correct? True. So, I mean, you pretty much spent your formative years on in at runway shows and like mingling with the socialites. And at what point did you realize, oh, this is not a normal childhood? I think I always admired my mother's creativity and having the opportunity to see fashion as art was just sort of the norm. Um, she also had two retail stores. So I saw the business part of it too and what it really took to make it happen. So there was always that sort of balance of like, wow, it's like, this is true art and commerce, you know, and, and knowing how hard my mother worked always to not only, um, continue to bring out new collections, but, but in the same way, run a business. I mean, it was, it was also, you know, early eighties and it was a big time for women in the workforce and she was really a role model. Mm. How did she get into it? Do you know? I do. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet story. Actually. She, um, started designing jewelry in the seventies and always, you know, she went to school at the art Institute in Chicago and always loved art and painting. And she's an amazing artist and she fell in love with, um, jewelry through having an art gallery, which was her first business, um, and just wanted to do more wearable art. So as she started designing jewelry, she got all this opportunity to be on Cheryl Teague's and Harper's Bazaar. And that really just fueled her to want to continue to work in fashion and figure out, I mean, amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And clothes for you when you were a kid. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Guys, I'll show you some pictures. Yes. (laughs) That's what we want to see. Were they like mother, daughter, like matching outfits from the 80s? Oh my God. My dream. Get ready. (laughs) The closest I got to that was like glamour shots with my mom. Like we used to go to glamour shots in the 90s and do like those mother, daughter portraits. But like you had like real fashion stuff to wear. Yeah, it was fun. So you worked alongside your mom for a while, right? And then you made a train, you got an opportunity to work as a costume designer. I got an opportunity to work as a costume intern. Costume intern. (laughs) On, I think, one of our favorite movies of all time. Oh. Clueless? Oh, no. Okay. I was the assistant designer by that time. I thought you meant my very first job. Go ahead. Take take us back to that. Uh, Don't age me. But... (laughs) My first job as a costume intern was on a Phil Collins video. Um, It was actually a 1940s period video. And I walked into the costume house and there's just, there are these football field size warehouses with floor to ceiling costumes and 
I walked in there the first time and I was just enamored. And I thought, this is, this is me. I'm, I'm going to do this. This is amazing. And so I just worked, 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 worked as an intern. I would take any job and eventually it paid off. So for our yeah. listeners who've never heard of this job before, because mm. before I got into acting, I didn't really understand the spectrum of what you could do behind the scenes yeah. um, as, and how you make a music video or a TV show or a movie come together. And so costume design and also working as an intern at that point, just for our listeners that are like, what? This sounds amazing. I might be into this. It is definitely always been um, sort of an unsung hero, I think, as a career of how to help the actors get into the characters that they portray on screen. And even in a music video, you're creating something that is just this big art spectacle. I think, you know, you start to realize, you know, how much support costume designers and stylists alike really have to the artist that is either acting on screen or singing on stage. And it's a really um, incredible career because there's so much creativity and so much thought that goes into it. You know, from, from a movie standpoint, you really need to sometimes make a whole backstory to understand even why these characters wear the clothes that they do. I was going to ask you, yeah. so when you're reading a script, what do you yeah. look for um, and how does that process help you to decide what to put the characters in? Well, when I read a script, um, I just read it through like it's any story. And I just want to understand, you know, like what happens and where do they go and what's the arc of the character and all the things that you would read in a book or a script or, or anything. And uh from that point, I'm visualizing the world and I start out sort of, you know, kind of macro and then I work into the micro. In the macro, I just picture the world they live in, the city they live in, the experience they're having, the jobs that they have, all of it. And I think, you know, who do I know and where have I been that I, that this reminds me of? And I kind of pick up all these different little notes and, and ideas from people I grew up with, people I knew in school, um, experiences I've had traveling, you know, and you start to start to develop the, the overall look like it's a painting, you know, and then you go into say there's a dozen people in the painting and you go in and you pepper in each person and, and hopefully it, you look at it as a whole in the end and say, wow, that was really cohesive and looked incredible as a piece of art. You know, that's kind of how I've always gone after film, which I have loved. It's been such fun. So then how did you transition from you, you did your first music video and then when did you start getting into film? Was there someone like a mentor that took you in or under their wing? Because you've obviously you've had such an incredible career and you've been a part of essentially painting <laughs> movies that are I iconic to the point that people could dress up for as a cast for Halloween and everyone go, I know exactly what movie you're in. Mm -hmm. So how did you transition then into film and what were the films that kind of taught you how to paint essentially? Yeah. Um, the costume designer I was working with at the time of the video, um, also did some television and, you know, she kind of did at the time movies of the week and things like that. And so I got a little bit of a taste for it. 
And I just felt I would push my sleeves up and get to work. And hopefully at some point someone would notice me and hire me on the next job. And I just had this very um, kind of excited feeling about the work that I was doing. And I just felt like it was, it wasn't effortless in the sense that it was long hours and hard work, but it was effortless in the sense that going to work for 12 or 16 hours on the minimum, um, sometimes longer. I've actually done a 26 hour day. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. You guys work so hard. Yeah. So, and it never stops until it has to stop. Exactly. You have to love your job. You have to love your job. And I felt that I just kept going and I just kept getting opportunities and I felt that there was an ease to my understanding what was needed um, big picture wise to help the film. And you build this camaraderie where you just all want to do your very best work, you know, and you all want to help the film succeed. Well, you've had a lot of films succeed and I know you were, (laughs) so you were there and part of Clueless. Yes. What does it feel like to walk around during Halloween and have everyone (laughs) dress up as Cher? I mean, it's incredibly charming and I am so happy to have been part of that film. And I still know a lot of those people. Um, You know, that was the first I that was the first movie I ever did with Paul Rudd. And Paul and I are still great friends. But fashion was such a huge part of Clueless. Oh, yeah. And that was like the extent of what that movie was really known for. Fashion, clothing. Even now. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, did you know that at the time? Well, I, I was hired specifically because of my fashion background. You know, there there have always been kind of um, a unusual disconnect in most films between costume design and fashion. And a lot of it is because costume designers are really um, focused on creating character. And sometimes the character is more than fashion. Sometimes it's less than fashion, you know, in the sense like you don't want the fashion to outdo the character. And yet some films really need fashion. And so when you're looking for the right team to put together to um, create the kind of fashion and film cohesion, there's not as many people. You know, there's a lot of people you could hire from the fashion industry, but then they don't necessarily have the experience to work in film. So I was hired on Clueless specifically to come in because of my fashion background. Were you wearing all those like cool clothes at the time? (laughs) And everyone's like, you, you get it. Well, um, Amy Heckerling, the director... She had such a vision for what it was going to be. And so that was really fun because we were just taking her vision and then building on it. You know, that's amazing. I feel like when I was researching you, you said so many wonderful things about fashion in every day as well, because Mm. that's something I personally struggle with every day. And I'm sure our readers relate to that as well. Is getting dressed every single day and figuring out how to express yourself within that. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, there's a quote you said, it says, fashion is a way for us to step out into the world and be our best selves. It's about reframing style as a tool for well-being. That spoke to me so much because I had never really thought about it like that. Can you expand on that so we can all have a better understanding of how to get dressed every morning? (laughs) I would be happy to do that. (laughs) That's really what I'm most passionate about in a lot of ways. Um, I think 
that fashion in general is extremely intimidating. Even people who work in fashion will admit so much of the time fashion is intimidating. And I think some of it is because we got a little bit confused along the way. You know, we saw this runway fashion and everyone went, wait, am I supposed to look like that six foot two supermodel who's incredible? Um, What if I am not six foot two? And if I'm only five, seven, (laughs) then what do I do? And what if I don't wear, you know, a size zero? What if I wear a 12? And, you know, people started getting, um, I think, really intimidated specifically towards, you know, after like the fifties when there was such a uniform and then the sixties up until a point there was such a uniform and suddenly everything broke free and, and we had all these choices of things we could wear. And at that point is when we all started going, wait, we don't know how to do this. And then no one knew how to do it. So it became this thing of like, okay, we're not the runway models and there's so many choices And then how do I figure out what's right for me? And it became this thing instead of asking ourselves like, hey, what feels good? We were like, what looks good? What looks good? And it can never- cool. Yes. Or how can I be in fashion? And how can other people think that I I know what I'm doing? When in reality, none of us know what we're doing in that way. And so I started to develop this idea um, quite a long time ago that the right kind of clothing can help us and support us through being able to accomplish anything we want in our lives. And the wrong kind of clothing can stop us from accomplishing anything we want in our lives. It's so true how much it affects your mental state. Yeah. And it's this crazy fundamental thing we have to do every single day. Every day we have to hopefully brush our teeth um, (laughs) and we can't go outside naked because it's against the law. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we have to do it. It's fundamental. And so if we just take on the attitude of like, well, I'll just put something on. It doesn't matter. Then that doesn't really help. You know, if we take on the attitude of like, it matters so much and and start stressing about it and having anxiety also, that doesn't help. So I kind of developed this idea, which I'll on you guys right now, um, which is, you know, I start out with, tell me the last time you wore something that made you feel really great. Wow. So this is where I go. Cause then I'm like, okay, I know I have things that I know I feel really good in, but if I look maybe to other people, it might not be perfect. Do, Do you know what I mean? Like I have a dress that I bought when I was on a trip last week that I love. And it's this designer. It's like a, um, Anyway, it's called Just mm-hmm. is the designer or the brand. And I love it. And it's floral and it kind of cinches into the waist. It's got these like billowy sleeves. I don't know if it's perfect for my body type. It's probably not the one that makes me look the sexiest or the hottest or like the thinnest. But when I have it on, I just feel pretty. Then I would argue that that is sexy because, right? Because then when you feel the best, you kind of exude this extra sort of sense of self and confidence. And then that is sexy, right? So Lisa's I mean, shaking her head vigorously, yeah. yes. Yes, I'm nodding yes. I'm like, you're right, you're right. Um, well, this is how it works. Is like, you just told me something about yourself. There's this um, femininity and this kind of like loose, um, billowy feel, 
but still cinched in the waist, you said. Mm -hmm. And that feeling for whatever reason feels, I imagine, like stylish and free and feminine and grounded and, and, and we could use all these adjectives. It's long. So I don't have to feel like it's like short or uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think, you know, for you right now, where you're at in your life, for whatever reason, that's your best self. And so we could say like, how can we recreate that dress in a million different ways to make that now your daily uniform? So we could say, um, it's a wide leg sort of pajama pant with a um, top that kind of cinches in at the waist and has that same billowy sleeves. It's a jumpsuit that might take on that same shape. It's a maxi skirt. You know, there's so there's all these different things that shape-wise kind of would fit that same bill if you're looking for that to be your um, favorite thing that you've worn recently. And it's okay if that changes week to week or month to month. You're just then recreating those same shapes that at that moment in your life are making you feel really confident and great and grounded and centered and able to go out into the world and be your best self. So is it about understanding the silhouette of your body and what makes you feel the best? Is that Some of it, yes. So it's basically this. Um Certain shapes, we don't even need to look in the mirror. We put on this pair of jeans, we put on a t-shirt, we're like, this feels good. And then we look in the mirror, we're like, yeah, that works. So when we know what the shapes are, the sum of the shapes, the tops and the bottoms, make up what is our silhouette. And so we don't have to focus on, you know, these old ideas of a pear and an apple and like that to me... It yeah, just doesn't make any sense. And vegetables come into. Like, I don't know. We never look at guys' bodies and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a cucumber." Well, maybe wrong <laughs> <laughs> <Long laughs> vegetable. Bro- a broccoli. <laughs> maybe broccoli. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, no, it's so true. I don't know where the fruit came in or the vegetables. Guys, get rid of it. Just remove it 100% from your mind altogether. All that really matters is this, is that certain shapes make us feel good. When we know what that shape is, right, we're looking for it um, in other things that we can recreate it to make our daily uniform out of that silhouette. And one of the reasons why you might like that shape, and I think all people are this way, men and women, is because that shape at that moment proportionally is creating elongation in your vertical line. And the vertical line is just the line that runs straight down the center of your body from head to toe. When you're elongating it, you feel like elegant and sophisticated, even when it's jeans and a t-shirt, even when it's, you know, um, a pair of shorts. And I know that sounds funny to think of, but there's a certain elongation that we all naturally, um, it's like the golden ratio. You know, we all just naturally feel good when there's a 
um, vertical line happening in what we're wearing. I think it's interesting, even just going back to where you were saying, I'd never thought about it in the 50s, there was a uniform in the 60s, there's a uniform. And then and I even like grew up wearing uniforms to go to school. And I like those because it just makes it easy where I don't have to think too hard about pleasing um, more socially acceptable, like style that I'm supposed to be achieving. I'm not supposed to like trying to be cool and fit in with everyone else. And that I have such a hard time. We just moved to LA two years ago and I find it really difficult sometimes getting dressed thinking like, but am I going to look cool enough? Like, is this in trend enough? And nobody cares. Like I'm by, it's nobody else's thing. It's me trying to kind of keep up with the Joneses of what's trendy. And then I totally throw what feels good to me out the door and out the window. And then I'm just walking around like this, like half trendy, uncomfortable, insecure person that is like being like, why am I wearing these biker shorts with this peplum top? Like, where did this come from? So how do we find that balance of knowing our sense of self and what makes us feel good and also managing that with the trends that come and go? I always start like this. First question I already asked you guys, tell me the last time you wore something that really made you feel good. Ask yourselves this question and you can build upon that. So focus first and foremost on what makes you feel good. You have to start there because what's crazy about confidence is it's more attractive than anything you could ever wear and it's attractive at every age and it's just generally confidence. I'm not talking about arrogance because arrogance comes from fear and confidence comes from love. You know, this kind of confidence thing, um, makes it possible to, to connect with anyone that kind of confidence in, in what you're wearing makes you feel happier on a daily basis. And then you're kinder and then you're connecting with more people. And it's like, none of that has to do with clothing. So backing up, to first asking yourself, like, what made you, what makes you feel really good? It depends on your mood, right? Because some days it's like, that might feel like a little bit too much. So you're backing up and you have the different versions of it that are all fitting in with what you are saying makes you feel good on that daily basis. And let's say you go two weeks, what can happen in even two weeks of feeling so good on a daily basis? How does that affect your family and your friends? How does that influence, you know, other people around you that you're not struggling to get out the door every day? And do you plan outfits or obviously I know that you dress like you dress celebrities, you dress Amy Schumer, you've worked with her as a, as a stylist. And, and I know for other, you have other clients as well that you've kind of styled their closet. Essentially. I know there's probably a better like an actual term for it. She calls it closet makeovers, (laughs) which is so glamorous. I love that. Well, but is there anything that you're like, get rid of this, this will never serve you. Or are there any other questions that you have anyone that's staring at their closet being like, I need to, I want to feel good for two weeks. The questions that you have them go through in like a checklist order. I know like Marie Kondo loves to ask, like, do you feel joy? Right. Which there are things that bring me joy that I know I look ridiculous in. And so maybe, I don't know if that brings me the right joy. Well, I think it's, I think it's also what's appropriate in each of our lives. You know, I, um, I personally like, let's say I'm going to go in and I'm going to, uh, private style myself. (laughs) Um, 
and I go into my closet and I'm first going to go through and say, does this item of clothing make me feel good? And then if it does, in which way can I style it to make it appropriate for my life and the places I go and the things I do? I've asked myself all these questions. So now I know what the pieces are. How can I put it together, the sum of the parts to make the silhouette and turn that into my daily uniform? And so you're I'm, saying clothing involves math? <laughs> <laughs> I do love math. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. Well, speaking of math, um, I, it frustrates me that anyone would even have to do the math of how many years it's taken for brands to get up to speed on actually being more inclusive to many other body types and sizes. And are you shocked having worked in the fashion industry so long that it's like just now it seems like there is an emergence of brands going, going, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't just stop within like... 10 numbers, like maybe there are, and maybe it's not just one fit and we don't just like have one sample size model. Maybe women's bodies are made all beautifully, wonderfully ways that does not, is not just this one way. Is it shocking to you? Is, is it nice? I know that through your clothing line with Amy Schumer, LeCloud, you guys have really wanted to focus on that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I am shocked how long it's taken and I'm always shocked how they separate the sizes. So in any normal store, there is size zero to 12, sometimes double zero to 14 on rare occasions in store. And then if that store does have additional sizing, they'll have it in a totally different section, kind of in the corner somewhere, which is maybe, you know, 14 to about 28. Um, that has always been insulting, I think, because I think we we all come in all different shapes and sizes and we can't say this is okay, but that's not okay. We don't know what people's circumstances are. We can't judge people in that way. So, you know, when Amy and I first and foremost started Style Fund, which is our charity, we did it because... Amy was one of those people who said, oh, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just going to wear sweatpants. Like I, I'm going to take myself out of the equation. I can't get into fashion. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't work for me. So I'm just going to wear sweats. And, you know, that didn't always make her feel great because it was a default to just throw something out to get out the door. And she, you know, says, Sometimes she would feel like, oh, my favorite thing to do in the whole world is do stand-up, but I don't even want to do that right now because I don't even know what to wear, and so I think I'll just say no to the show. But I just said it's my favorite thing to do. So when we first started working together, you know, she would tell me like, ah, oh, yeah, fashion this, that, that top, maybe that dress, I don't know. And I could tell she didn't love it at all. It didn't work for her. It wasn't a tool for her confidence and well-being whatsoever. In fact, it sounds like it was really inhibiting her. It was. It was just annoying to her. And um, and so our very first fitting, it's kind of famously and sweetly told by her. She was like, wait a minute. I like, she's like, I have great legs. And I was like, yeah, you do, you know, and as we started trying on clothes, I could tell she was having a lot of fun. And she was like, alterations? Wait, this looks good on me. And I was like, yeah, you look gorgeous. And it, the first movie we worked together on was Trainwreck. 
And it was so much fun to dress her. And it was so much fun to see her find clothing that felt um, not only like her, but also then like the character and um, clothing that she felt that was flattering and right for her. And she understood so many things about her body. And at the end of Trainwreck, she was like, how can we share this with everyone? How can we give this to every single person? I, we need to tell everyone, how can we do that? And so my husband actually came up with the idea for Style Fund and the name. And he said, you know, what you guys need to do is you need to get out there and tell your story and you need to connect with as many people as possible. And it'll just be like, you told one person and they told one person and pretty soon it's a community and everyone is telling each other like, Hey, we, no one knew how to dress before, but here's a way that you can do it. And again, it was just those simple steps. Start out with what makes you feel good. You know, ask yourself that question. Sometimes the answer is jeans. Sometimes the answer is this you know, maxi dress. Sometimes the answer is a bodysuit. My answer to your question is, is definitely jeans and a t-shirt and right. maybe a leather jacket, but a little bit more of a masculine feel. It's kind of the opposite yeah. of what I'm wearing right now, but pregnancy is a whole other issue where I just wear <laughs> what feels comfortable and what fits. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's more of like a denim with a t-shirt kind of vibe. And I've always been the jeans and a t-shirt vibe. And this whole conversation I've been thinking, well, what's that silhouette then? What, what yeah. is that? Cause it's a little less of a real silhouette, right? Well, I think it's a very narrow silhouette. Okay. So you're you like a narrow jean, you like a pretty fitted t-shirt, not bo- not tight, but narrow. Yeah, not boxy. Not yeah, square. and a jean jacket, narrow, but again, probably not tight. And so you're just creating this kind of elongation, right? Through this narrowness. And so jeans like that, maybe a pencil skirt is the right skirt for you. You know, maybe there's a cigarette pant that's also not, you know, a dressier version of the jean. And, you know, that T-shirt, it's like the shape of that T-shirt, there's short sleeve, there's long sleeve, there's sweaters, there's sweatshirts, there's, you know, shirts that even a silky shirt that has that same shape. It's just understanding that that shape is your elongation, is your silhouette, is how you can then start to create a daily uniform from knowing this about yourself. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly own iconic luxury items at unreal values with the real real the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers shop from designers like louis vuitton gucci rolex cartier and hundreds more at up to 90 percent off retail new arrivals come in daily and every single item is authenticated by the real reels team of experts in fact the real real employs over 100 brand authenticators gemologists orologists and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100 percent authentic shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion as well as fine jewelry watches art and home shop online or visit one of their original stores in Soho or West Hollywood or their newest location at 870 Madison Avenue in New York. You can also visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, or Washington, D.C. New in-store customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. I love being able to shop for resale items 
in store so you can hold it you can see it you can really see the quality control you're not just mindlessly wandering the internet hoping that you're not going to get a fake or something that's just been torn to shreds you can also go to the realreal.com and browse and you just know that based on all of the authenticators they have that you're getting the real deal so shop in store online or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code real that's the realreal.com promo code real for 20% off select items Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes and fresh, pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All meals come together in 30 minutes max, call for less than two pots and pans, and require minimal cleanup. Plus, with three plans to choose from, including classic, veggie, and family, there's something for everyone. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone. We made an awesome meatloaf that Tanner, you know Tanner, he's from Saskatchewan. He's a, a good old Canadian and he loved it so much. I always love when they have the Korean barbecue beef bowls Ooh. because I would never go to the store and buy those ingredients because mm -hmm. I'd feel too intimidated to take on that kind of a recipe, but they make it so convenient and easy and everyone loved it. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash challenged 80 and enter code challenged 80 that's hellofresh.com slash challenged 80 and enter the code challenged 80 for $20 off your first four boxes for years we've been told that clean meant one thing sanitize it's supposed to be healthy but sanitizers and disinfectants wipe out everything all the good healthy stuff along with any bad like your gut your home has a microbiome too and research is starting to show that this kill them all approach may be going too far with negative effects on our health especially for kids now aunt fanny's brings probiotics to your home and your hands with their new microcosmic line. These household cleaners and hand soaps add good with probiotic power. Each has an extract of beneficial bacteria plus super effective plant-based ingredients to be tough on dirt and gentle on you. These formulas are non-toxic, cruelty-free, and have 100% essential oil scents. No fake fragrances. They're hypoallergenic and dermatologist-tested, too. It's nice to be cleaning with products that I know aren't going to be harmful to my skin and harmful to the air around it. Absolutely. And let's be honest. We spend the most time in our households, so let's make sure it's cleaned the right way. Why stop at just natural cleaning when you can do one better with probiotics? Shop now at antfannies.com good and get 20% off your entire order with coupon code CHALLENGE challenged at checkout. That's ampfannies.com slash good coupon code challenged. And we're back. You collaborated with Goodwill in, mm -hmm. was it 2016? Yeah. And that you was our first event. This amazing event where you took yeah. people who were out of work and you've helped them find their silhouette and then gave them an outfit to then feel confident to go out to those interviews. And I can see what a huge difference that would make stepping into a room and interviewing with someone and trying to sell yourself. Yeah. Um, you guys have another event coming up, right? With yeah. Style Fund? Yes. We, uh, so our first event with Goodwill, um, we focused on a group of 50 women that were specifically going through the Goodwill program to get back to work. And they were women that had either come out of the military or been living in shelters or in, in some cases on the streets. And it was the most incredible event because I, it was our first event. Um, and I wasn't sure like, oh, hey, are people really going to resonate with this? Is this going to make sense to them? Are they going to say like, oh, wait a minute, 
this is valuable information that's going to help me feel confident enough to go in and say, hey, I'm the right person for this job and here's the reason why. And it's effortless because you don't even remember what you're wearing. Um, but they got it immediately. And it was this beautiful collaboration and community in the room where we were just like, yes, we're all in this together. And even Amy says, which is so charming, like, hey, I've got your back. And she means it. You know, she's like, I know where you've been. I felt insecure. I felt like I didn't know if I could succeed at this thing that I loved. Um, and it was an incredible experience. And since that time, we've done quite a few other events. Um, I just recently did an event with Compton Unified School District, working with a group of high school 2B seniors. Um, and they were going through a program with Command Education, which is this incredible organization um, that helps uh, students really figure out how to apply to college, how to write the essays, how to get through the interview process, and, and how to rise up and take charge of what they want for their own lives. Um, and talking to even those students about jeans and a t-shirt and how much the fit of jeans and a t-shirt can make them feel um, that they can go anywhere because they're not tugging and uncomfortable or they're not swimming in it. Um, these, there was a group of about 30 kids. I could not get over how they all went I've got it. It's like this light bulb went off and they're like, yeah, I feel really, I really feel sure now that even if I am wearing jeans and a t-shirt, I know what's right for me. So, uh, we, when we started LaCloud, our clothing line, we, um, gave it, gave 30% to style fund of the royalties of the, of the line, which is a dream for us. Um, we started out with sizing zero to 20 and we tried to keep the price point, you know, as low as possible. And now we've gotten the opportunity to take it further. Um, and we're going to have our own e-commerce site and we're going to be able to do all the sizing that we want for everyone, keeping the price where we want for everyone. And we're just thrilled about having the opportunity to be of service to people to use clothing truly as a tool for confidence and well-being. Which is a dream because that's yeah. all we want is to have it yeah. affordable and have it feel good in it. Yeah. We were talking about teenagers before we got yeah. on the mic because um, um, my stepdaughters are off of school. I think that they're still upstairs sleeping because it's summertime <laughs> right now. And, um, and I support it. Yeah, I do you too. Know. I mean, do you it can now. do it. Yeah. yeah. But what do you have to say for teenagers? I mean, I know that you and your husband are watching your best friend's teenagers growing up and participating, raising them. And we were talking about like, how do you talk to teenagers about um, their own body confidence? And especially like, no disrespect to the Kardashians, like you do you ladies, but like, it's very intimidating. I think um, having these young girls, they do look up to a lot of these pop culture stars and want to dress like them, which is amazing, but it's also terrifying as the parent trying to be like, you look beautiful, but like, make sure you're wearing this dress for the right reason. I don't know. I don't know. Even now, I don't even know how to talk about it, but do you yeah. have advice for parents on how to talk to their teenagers, their teenage daughters specifically about dressing to feel confident? Um, also, also just advice for teenagers yeah. if they're listening because bodies are changing so much that yeah. learning how, you know, your new body type too and all that. Yeah. 
Well, I think I think so much of it is about allowing ourselves sometimes to get it wrong and then figuring out what it means to get it right for us. And that's so individual. And we are such all individuals. I mean, think about our fingerprint. You know, there's no two fingerprints alike. There's no two bodies alike. You can take two people the exact same size, potentially around the same weight, wearing the same size clothing, but then those two people don't wear the same clothes. One, you know, one's got long legs and the other one's got a long torso. And we're so unique, all of us. And I think that that's kind of my first message is that we're all individuals and we're all going to do it a little bit differently. And, and that's okay. And that's actually, I support that. Um, when I talk to my girls about clothes, uh, you know, I'm sure they're, you know, they, they live in a house with a stylist and a costume designer, you know, and a fashion designer. So I think, you know, you would think they'd be like, Hey, what should I wear? But no, they really, they want to do it themselves. They want to find their own way. And I think that's something I really actually admire about them and about teenagers in general. It's like, no, I actually support you finding your own way and doing your own way and, and having creativity around what it is that, that makes you feel good. I would just simply say, you know, ask yourself the question, does this feel good? Am I comfortable going out into the world in something that's, um, you know, on occasion, in my case, incredibly sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I asked the girls the other day, Hey, you know, um, are you comfortable in this? Because you look gorgeous. I mean, I, I want to stare at you too. Um, and if you're comfortable wearing that and having people look at you in a way that's you know, they're admiring how beautiful you are. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I support that a hundred percent, but it's just asking yourself, you know, like, Hey, do I feel comfortable in this person I'm portraying to the world, you know, and, and not making a judgment of what the answer to that is. And just asking them the question, like, Hey, are you comfortable in this? Because I think if you go at it from that point of view, it's not going to be, um, telling them what to do and how to do it. It's allowing them to figure it out, you know, which will benefit them in the long run. Or yeah. saying that what they're doing is wrong or yeah. shameful, because I think that's yeah. also such a thing. It's so much different. I think when you're a young woman trying to where all of a sudden you go through a growth spurt and the shorts that you were wearing a year ago fit completely different mm. in a whole new way. That skirt's way shorter. Yeah, it gets much shorter, <laughs> but you you don't want also to think that that there's anything wrong with your having a body. Like yeah. that's what drives me nuts is this idea of like, oh, well, she was at, you know, well, obviously, did you see what she's wearing? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That doesn't it, it mean anything. Like, I agree. It does not mean that lines need to be crossed. And I think that that still, unfortunately, exists in the world. And so I never want any young woman to feel like I should be shameful because I have legs or hips or a butt or breasts. Like, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Our bodies are incredible as they change and grow. Yeah. And, and, um, and evolve. And, and we're getting used to, um, what the new norm is in terms of what the definition of this word sexy is, because I think, 
you know, it's our mothers and our aunts and our, you know, female mentors, um, just as much as it is, you know, men, our fathers, our brothers, our uncles, and our male mentors, that it's up to all of us to redefine what that is. And so if, if we are saying the sexiest thing in the world now is intelligence and kindness and confidence, well, then that kind of is taking out the um, issue of somehow something you're wearing or something that you're uh, not wearing <laughs> <laughs> equals what's sexy. I have to ask, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are, do you have any good wardrobe malfunction stories over all the years? <laughs> so many malfunction stories. <laughs> One that sticks out? My entire job is set up for malfunctions. <laughs> I even had a situation once I was on a movie. The, there was a girl who was about 16 um, who was wearing kind of like one of those like flirty, like, you know, mid-thigh sort of skirts. And the wind picked up big time. So the skirt was just would not stay down. Marilyn moment. Yes. And I. An underaged Marilyn moment. <laughs> yes. So everyone was like, you know, looking to me because I was on set. I needed to fix it. I knew what I needed was some weights to hold it down, but I didn't have that at the moment with me. So I was like, what could work? What could work? And so I went around to all the crew members and I was like, give me all your dimes and nickels. <gasps> and I literally took all of the dimes and nickels and I put a little piece of double stick tape behind them. And I just lined the inside of the skirt with these dimes and nickels and it just held it down. There you have it. Movie magic. Yeah, that is a great (laughs) MacGyver technique. Um, Did you design the the Fritz Bernays or whatever they are from Bridesmaids? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's Explain my favorite. for those of us that haven't seen the movie in a while, because I'm like, my, oh, I my was mind like, how have blanking. you never seen this? It's your pregnancy brain, because yeah. you would know. Yeah, it's when they go bridesmaids dress shopping, and Rose Byrne's characters are like, ladies, I think this, I mean, it's a Fritz Bernays. It's a Fritz Bernays, and it's like a $600 or something, or $800 bridesmaid dress. Right. Eye and then, roll and yeah, yeah. but and, and then they all are trying to dress them and they're and it's so over the top and like yeah it's great and then Maya Rudolph's and then that's uh, when Maya Rudolph gown goes yeah poo poo in the street got it yep yeah that I remember <laughs> that you can't forget once you see you never unsee what an epic group of women to work with on oh a on gosh, a movie yeah I mean was that just a dream like I I mean you worked another thing is you've worked with so many hilarious obviously hilarious talented women but really smart women that position themselves with in this industry to raise up other women has that been a conscious choice of has have you just looked back and been like wow I've just this is kind of how it's all fallen into place and it's just kind of worked out that way Mm -hmm. um first and foremost uh it's been kind of it's all fallen out into place but I, I feel so fortunate to have had that experience. You know, um, I met Judd Apatow through Shauna Robertson, and Shauna was Judd's longtime producing partner. And she, I just, we became immediate friends. And um, we probably met, I was, you know, 20 something years ago, if not longer. <laughs> um, 
And we just really liked each other because we had the same sort of attitude, which is like, just because at that time, like girls do this and boys do that. We just, we didn't grow up that way. We didn't think that way. We were like, there is a equality. And people famously say, you know, Shauna had, um, you know, more dirty jokes in all of those Apatow films than any of the guys did, (laughs) you know, and she's like this utterly gorgeous, you know, you know, kind of beach girl at heart. So it just the juxtaposition of like, of her just spouting out this incredibly dirty joke was always so adorable. Um, but Shauna really brought me in and into that whole group. And she was a huge advocate of mine because she kind of knew that, you know, I like to hang with, you know, smart, funny, creative, cool people. And, and if at all possible, then to be able to work with them, like it was just amazing experience. And so Judd and I met and then I just ended up doing so many films with Judd and that whole group. And he has the best taste when it comes to casting. He brings this group of people together that are truly incredible. I love that so much. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit. Forgive me for backtracking. um, But earlier you mentioned when we're talking about size inclusivity and how there was sizes that would be certain sizes of clothes would be put in like the back corner and you would kind of casually said like, you never know what's going on in someone's life. And as to judging them for why they'd have to wear a different size. And it's so true. And I know that before we also got on the mic, we were talking a little bit about that. I read in an interview, you mentioned that you had had thyroid cancer Mm -hmm. and your thyroid affects your weight and your Mm -hmm. body so much. And So I can't even imagine the recovery for that and what your body was going through. And you had mentioned in the interview how it kind of, it opened your eyes to having a different relationship with your body. And I just was so moved by that. And, and it really made me think of things in a different way. And I just wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that we got to talk about that a little bit, if you're comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Um, First of all, up until my mid thirties, before I got thyroid cancer, I always weighed a certain amount. You know, I always felt, uh, good. You know, I kind of had one of those bodies. I wasn't ever thin. I was not ever heavy. I was super athletic and I just always felt good in your body. Yeah. And I always felt like, you know, somewhere deep down inside, I felt sexy in that way. And like, and it wasn't, um, fabricated. It was just like, Hey, like I feel like me. I've, I did a lot of work on myself mentally. And I think always sexiness is so mental. (laughs) Um, so when I got thyroid cancer, um, one of the first things that happened is I gained, um, 55 pounds. That's a significant amount. It is a lot of weight and it was coming from nowhere. And so I just kept eating less and less and less. And it all kind of started, you know, I would say I was around 31. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm 30 now, like my metabolism has slowed down, I guess. And I just was, it was very confusing. I was working um, on a movie in Australia and I was like, maybe I'm super stressed, you know, it's a big job down here. Um, 
so I just kept eating less and eating less. And I, I was literally starving. And every week was like another five pounds, another six pounds, another seven pounds. At what point and did you know something was medically wrong? I It took a few years wow. to find out because when I got home from Australia back to L.A., I just went to my gynecologist and I said, hey, I think I have a thyroid problem because I've gained all this weight. And really, I'm watching what I'm eating. Really, I grew up in a super hippie family. (laughs) So, you know, vegan, we ate vegan the majority of my life. So I actually literally did know what it meant to eat healthy. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, yeah, healthy is like only three Diet Cokes a day. No, like... (laughs) No, healthy is like green juice and, you know, vegetables and small amount of protein. Like I, I, I understood it. So he tested my blood and he said, um, you're within normal range. And, you know, I said, oh, okay. So I was trying to figure out, I was like, well, how could it be that I've gained all this weight? I really, I feel not myself and I'm exhausted. And I gave him all the reasons. And he said, I think maybe it could just be your metabolism has slowed down and you know, maybe you are eating more than you realize and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't until two years later that I developed an absolutely awful left eye watering, left ear ringing constantly that I decided to go to an ear, nose and throat doctor. And I, right before that, I had been working on this movie in the Bahamas and I thought, well, could also be from having been in the ocean and, you know, I had all my you know, gas, but I had also developed this melasma on my face, which could be, you know, I read, of course I'm on the internet. I'm like, what could this be? It's like, you know, pregnancy mask, right? So it's hormonal, it's liver issue, um, it's sun damage, but I grew up in the sun. I grew up in Laguna, so I never had any of those issues. And so went to the ear, nose and throat doctor and he checked me all out and he was like, I can't see what the problem is. And then he put one hand on my throat and he said, wow, your thyroid is extremely enlarged. You need to go immediately to have a scan done and you need to go to an endocrinologist and all of this stuff. And he even said at that on that day, like, Hey, you might have thyroid cancer. And I was like, listen, I don't have cancer. That's crazy. You know, so I went through all the steps and there's actually four kinds of thyroid cancer, which of course I never knew that. Um, Two of them are extremely deadly and two of them are somewhat curable. One is highly curable. So uh, everyone kept saying, but well, if you do have thyroid cancer, like it's the best cancer to get, like, it's fine. You're going to be great. You'll just take the medication and all will be well. So six or seven endocrinologists later, because I just couldn't get a straight answer. I didn't understand how it worked. And what I finally understood was that the kind of thyroid cancer that I had, which is called follicular, um, that when they do the biopsy, the cells look the same, whether malignant or benign. Mm -hmm. So they are unable really to determine what it is by a biopsy. So finally, I just was really deteriorating in terms of I was sleeping like 15, 16 hours a day. I was exhausted. I had brain fog. I just, I kept saying, kept saying over and over again, like, 
know, there's something I wanted to tell you, but I can't remember what it is. And finally, like my friend was like, Hey, you just said that six times. And I was like, okay. So I went and I had half where the two, um, what they call nodules or tumors were. And I had half of it removed and it took an unusual amount of time to get the pathology back. And I remember getting the call from my oncologist and he was just heartbroken, you know, nicest guy in the world. And he just said, Hey, listen, like you have cancer and you have the one that we told you that was less than 3%, even an option that you would have someone your age and, and all the different criteria. And he said, we need to go back in because it's not only in one side of your thyroid, but it's spread. And so I had to have my whole thyroid removed and the majority of all my lymph nodes. And it was terrifying. You know, I never knew anyone my age who had cancer. Because you were in your early 30s. Yeah, I was in my mid 30s at the time. And I didn't know anyone who had cancer at that age. I also um, kind of knew something was wrong. But it had taken years at this point to get to the bottom of the fact that, yes, there was something actually quite wrong. And then I had all these people saying like, oh, thyroid cancer, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. Like you just need to take the, you know, thyroid replacement, you know, hormone therapy. And like, it's going to be great. Well, it turned out the main one, which is called Synthroid, I was allergic to, but I didn't know that. So there was the whole time of when I was feeling worse and then you know, my doctor at the time said, there is a possibility you're going to have fertility issues. You should uh, freeze embryos. And I was not in a relationship at that moment. My brain just could not handle all of the information. I was in the middle of building my career. I just hadn't, you know, I just hadn't met the person yet that I wanted to spend my life with. And And they didn't have the technology at that moment to freeze eggs the way they do now. And so I didn't make the embryos because I thought like, I don't know if I can wrap my head around this. It was such a big decision. Sounds like there was a lot going on. There was so much going on. Well, And you have a huge career that's building and building and building, which you can't really slow down all that much in it. As well. Yeah. Well, it's freelance. So, you know, time is of the essence. Someone calls you for a job, et cetera. And so, you know, through this entire process, so much happened and I had to figure out a way through all of it to get comfortable again in my own skin. And well, I just love how you t- have taken your experience and like utilized it to now help others that not just yeah. have gone through um, thyroid cancer, but have just struggled with the feeling of not knowing how to deal with their body. And yeah. we all have body issues. doesn't matter who, if it's natural or not or whatever, we all have that thing. And I know that that's what you guys did with the cloud. And I know we talked about it. So I want to make sure our listeners know where they can find it (laughs) because I know they're going to want to check it out afterwards. So where do they go now to find the cloud? Well, right now we are sold um, exclusively at Saks Off Fifth and um, Saks Off Fifth was our partner in our first collection. They were wonderful and super supportive and they really, you know, it seems hard to imagine that just in the last year that stores would be willing to have 
a more um, broad size range in one area, but we just felt from start to finish that um, Saxoff Fifth was a really supportive partner in that way, and they want to change the the way things are done. And 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 now there's so many people on board that are saying like, hey, you know, we can't um, exclude people. Like to me, it's just. I don't want to have the conversation of like size inclusive. I don't even want to talk about that. It's just clothing for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, let's stop saying like it's, you know, oh, we need to to do something, you know, special for people who aren't like it just should be wherever you are, there you are, and there's something there to support you. Mm-hmm. And who why do how and why do we know what some what is going on in someone's life that got them there, you know? And will you guys now, I think you had mentioned before we got on air that you were going to take it directly to the consumer. Yes, we are going to be launching our lacloudclothing.com website. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's really exciting. Um, and, you know, one of the things that Amy and I really wanted to do with this whole process, and I think Amy is really amazing at this. I admire her. She is so transparent just in general, she's like, Hey guys, this is the real thing. And every step of the way just wants to be that person who's creating, um, honesty and transparency around things that seem, um, sort of perfect mm-hmm. or nor, or people perceive as perfect. Um, so we're going to be making a whole series of videos that are the behind the scenes of how to even get to the point where we can get the price down on the clothing, get to the point where we chose the fabrics because they were sustainable and how and why and all the complications that come with putting together a clothing line. So we're really excited about that because we want people to know, you know, like there's no smoke and mirrors. Like this is really what we had to decide to do to get it to a point where it could be ethical in our fabrication of something in our manufacturing process, you know, process, but also affordable, you know, that those two things are completely diametrically opposed, you know, most of the time. So we're super excited about that. And it's really something that means the world to us to be able to, um, create clothing that when you choose to put on your sweats, you're still, dressed to be able to go anywhere and do anything and be vertical yeah <laughs> anything be vertical in your life that's right I love create it. a lot of elongation <laughs> I feel like I've learned so much already about um how how to dress and how um it can completely change my mentality so thank you for coming and sharing that with us it's really oh cool gosh, my thank pleasure. you so much we can't wait to share with our listeners when the cloud the website's up and running and we'll keep you guys all up to speed. Where can our listeners find you? What are your socials? <laughs> okay. So, um, Instagram is Lisa Evans style and basically everything is Lisa Evans style. Perfect. Um, yeah. Spelled the funny L E S. We'll have it in our show notes guys. So make sure you check it out. And Lisa, thank you so yeah, much. Thank, thank you. you guys. This was so much fun. Kayla. What? What did you learn? I learned that I have a specific silhouette that I need to um, keep in mind every time I'm getting dressed. And, and based off of what? 
based off of my favorite outfit that I feel the most confident in. And um, to be completely honest, this is a pretty big subject in my mind every day right now because I have a massive pregnant belly that I'm dressing around. So this was beneficial on so many levels. Um, But I think that silhouette thing is so um, we can all take that and and make that our own because I don't want to scare you. But after the baby comes out, it does. The body takes a minute to remember how it was once before. I think I'm prepared for that, but I probably am not. So you might have to remind me of that after baby. So no, all you have to remember is that you find something that you feel amazing in and then kind of keep replicating versions of that. And that is such a great lesson. And it's so easy and it's so simple and it's not complicated. It's not like go grab these magazines mm-hmm. and make a tear sheet collage of like, you know, I've done that before where I thought, oh, I'm just going to pull out clothes that make me feel a vibe. And it's, but it doesn't make you feel anything when you have them on. No, and that's and w- the important thing. One thing about Lisa that's so fantastic is she just gets it. She gets that everyone has a different body type, every, no matter what, no matter your nationality, your skin color, whatever it is, you figure out what looks best on you and what rocks you. And then you wear that every day and you own it. And she's right because once you find the right silhouette, you can, you can experiment a little bit more and then you get a little bit more bold and you own who you are. And then you find out, um, who you really are. A challenge I want to take from this episode is that I loved that. She said, imagine that you kind of commit to that silhouette that makes you feel good for a day and then the next day and then the next day and just a whole week. And then maybe just the following week after that, imagine what you can accomplish when for two full weeks, you know that you feel great walking into a room before you even walk in. That's so fantastic. She also said, it's okay to fail. Be prepared that there will be days that you experiment with something and it doesn't work and that's okay too. So I think it's giving ourselves the grace to do that as well. Um, do you, should we post some fun outfit fails? Oh in yeah, honor of this absolutely. Episode? That's a great idea. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I love today's episode. I hope you did too. Um, make sure you check us out on all the socials and we will see you next week. Own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers at up to 90% off retail. Every item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts and new arrivals come in daily. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off selected items with the promo code REAL. TheRealReal.com, promo code REAL. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com